Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Ryan, are you the oldest? Well, not quite. I'm the second eldest in the family. Okay. All right. Traditionally, in Asian cultures, the oldest son plays a bigger role in the family and has greater obligations. So just like any responsible son who understands filial piety, our guest today couldn't bear to see the fruits of his parents' labour dwindle away when the pandemic came about, right? Not wanting to let his family down, he decided to leave his engineering job to take over his parents' catering business. Lo and behold, not only did he help the family business survive the pandemic, he brought it to greater heights. Under his leadership and foresight, the business expanded to having various brands ranging across seven different concepts, including urban farming, basically creating an ecosystem that is self-sustainable. Without further ado, let's find out more from Patrick Chan, CEO of Kitchen House Group and Vice President of Association of Catering Professionals. Welcome to the show, Patrick. Good morning, everyone. Hey, Patrick, let's talk about what's happening right now with the broad landscape of things. You've got many businesses, especially SMEs, now, pretty hard hit in the past few years with the pandemic. What was it that really motivated you to take that step to expand during the pandemic when everyone was just a bit more, I guess, cautious? Sure. I think the uh, pandemic do give us a very big challenge in the start because in 2020, I remember the time where there's a, there's a CB period, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we didn't know what to expect then. Mm-hmm. So as a result, uh, I think the business dropped drastically. So from then, I think we, we did a lot of uh, steps to make ourselves relevant in the industry. So we pivoted to several brands. So during the pandemic, we pivoted to rather three brands. We started a ready-to-eat line. Oh. Uh, we also started a joint venture with an urban farmer to form a fruit serve, which is an urban farming company. Last but not least, we also partner with my child friends who are home baker mm. uh, to start a brand called Sugar Bakes. Tell me more about your urban farming concept, fruit serve, did you say? Yes. Yeah, tell us more. Okay, so uh, fruit serve is actually a joint venture between Kitchen House Group and of mm. course with uh, Metro Farm with years of experience in aquaponics farming. So we got the opportunity to come together because I think essentially they see our ecosystem as uh, one that uh, the vegetable can be sold to or there's a branding that we can come together to become a farm-to-table concept. So mm-hmm. as a, a founders of the company, we try to mirror this uh, ethos inside this company where it's to serve uh, Singapore with uh, locally fresh vegetables. Of course, to also spearhead the uh, education on sustainability and last but not least, also to help Singapore realise the 30 by 30 um, vision. We understand that you have uh, aquaponics technology. Sure. Tell us more about that technology. What kind of role does that technology play in your business in terms sure. of the urban farming concept? Sure. So aquaponics technology is uh, different from the typical hydroponics, right? It's a mirror of aquaculture mm-hmm. and hydroponics. So what happens is that if you go to our rooftops, right, you will see uh, not just vegetables, mm-hmm. you'll see also fish. You know, oh. uh, you see uh, fishes uh, because we, we need their waste to be converted into liquid uh, fertilizer for the vegetables. So it's actually a very good ecosystem. Mm. And from there on, we can also sell the fish as well because they are um, actually freshwater for sale fishes. And vegetable, when it's harvested, it can be you know, deployed to restaurants and all this. So it's a very good ecosystem. And from there on, uh, the vegetables were supplied to our catering arm, right? It mm-hmm. becomes a farm to table. 
Then for us, it's very exciting because um, um, we've no all the carbon footprint that we're mm-hmm. going to because it, as a caterer we do a lot of, we have a lot of single use plastics. Mm. We we use a lot of disposable mm. and also a lot of food waste, right? So with this uh, merger, right, or this uh, partnership, we are able to reduce the uh, carbon footprint by having locally grown vegetable because the the amount of time that you travel from you know from Singapore mm. to Singapore right is very short. So that's become a very compelling business decision. Now, Patrick, maybe you can give us an overview, right? You've got Kitchen House Group and it started as a catering business and then sure. you branched out into various brands, including the Urban Sustaining Site, which actually feeds into all the brands. Is that sure. how it works? Okay, so what happened is that um, when we expand, right, we have a vision to just uh, to expand within the things that we do, mm. the same ecosystem we do. So it becomes more sustainable. And of course, uh, the other things that all the businesses can uh, leverage on each other. Just for example, like when we have our urban farming, uh, the vegetable can be used for our catering brands. When we started our pastry brand, Sugar Bakes, uh, in 2021, right, with founder, you also can, uh, the, the cakes can, or bakes can be deployed to our central kitchen as well. So it becomes a very good ecosystem to mm. thrive together. Mm. Yeah. I'm just trying to think here, how long did it take for you to come up with this strategy, this all-encompassing <laughs> you know, plan that it worked so well? Okay, I started in 2011, mm-hmm. so I have around 12, 12 years plus of experience. So before that, I think we started this multi-brand uh, uh, approach uh, around mm-hmm. 2016 when we started our first mm-hmm. brand, La Rainbow Catering. Oh. From then, we, we start to have a an idea to have branch out different brands rather than grow laterally with mm-hmm. one brand. This is to give our customers different types of services. For example, like catering, we have the mass market, we have the higher tier brands. We also have manufacturing arm. Mm-hmm. We have a pastry brand, now urban farming. So it comes as a whole together. Can you give us an idea around the numbers when you have this in place? Because before this, I would imagine you rely on suppliers. Now you've got your own supply. How much does that help you in terms of savings? Okay, to be frank, I think if you use your own supply, technically you are paying a bit more especially when you talk about urban farming because they are locally sourced anyway. So, of course, we have a slightly better pricing model than if you're going to sell to others. So, if you talk about numbers, right, I think at the moment, the urban farming uh, produce is not able to supply everything, but it, it starts uh, probably like 5% of our total vegetable intake. So, uh, we are expanding th- this part. Then, I, I foresee that maybe around 10 to 20% in the coming years, that'll be quite realistic. Okay, uh, in terms of driving growth and improving customer experience for your various brands, where do you see that happening and um, will you be intending to use more technology and innovation? Sure. Okay, so we have embarked in an end-to-end ERP software because we, when we start to have one or two brands, it's easy to manage. When you have uh, multiple brands, right, you need to have a software to bind them together. That's mm-hmm. where we d- did this uh, project last two years ago. And now we have an ERP software that can bind everything together. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a point where the delivery driver can go out using an app to sign off you know, without paperless. That's one thing that we adopt. The other thing that we adopt using technology is that for our central kitchens right, because we're very much F&B based mm. so uh, uh, we, you know the rising cost of manpower and mm. the, the, the sheer number of uh, orders coming in right? Mm-hmm. We try to use the ready to eat technology um, to supply our food. So we are trying to do that uh, in a way that is sustainable and it helps us to reduce our manpower situation. Mm. Yeah, Patrick, I'm curious now, when you run a business, how do you decide what to outsource and what to keep in-house? Because you talk about deliveries, right? Yeah. I imagine to some extent, you need to scale up sometimes during peak seasons and you don't yes. have enough delivery, delivery guys. Yes. 
So uh, I think delivery drivers are a sort of the thing for most food uh, companies right now. So we have a fleet of vehicles that we are, uh, these are our regular vehicles. Then beyond that, we use, uh, uh, you know, we, we have uh, outsourced uh, delivery drivers to help us to deliver our bentos and all this. So I think with the combination of these two, we are, we are trying to see how to scale the business further. Okay, running any business is no mean feat, you know, let alone in today's environment. What do you think is the most rewarding part of what you do? Well, I think uh, the most rewarding, of course, um, being a second generation entrepreneur, to see my parents every day at work is something that is really enjoyable. To see them working alongside together uh, is something that I dream of. And the other thing is that to see my um, managers, leaders thrive together with me, because I think a lot of them want to learn how we work together uh, and the employees that thrive together even during the pandemic I think that was something that I'm very proud of What do your parents think of uh, how far you've come in terms of the business? I would say that it's not just me alone it's a teamwork I think my parents my, my teammates my colleagues are just part of the whole team I just being the one that's spearing this thing this whole thing together so I think uh, I think this business can potentially grow further so we are very excited for the years coming ahead we're in conversation with Patrick Chan. He is the CEO of Kitchen House Group and Vice President of ACAPS, which is the Association of Catering Professionals. Now, Patrick, I'm very curious about the dynamics when it comes to family businesses, especially you taking over as a second gen. Mm-hmm. Do you have you know, your parents looking over your shoulder? Hey, Patrick, boy, you should be you know, doing this, this the way we did it. And then here we are trying to change things. Do you have that issue working with parents, you know, working with other family members? How do you manage it? Okay, I think uh, first of all, uh, definitely when you come to a second generation uh, uh, businessman coming in, right? I mean, as a newbie coming in, it's not so easy because you do have to listen to your parents at times. Mm-hmm. So the first early part of my career was like, to, how do you convince them instead? Rather than force feed one of your ideas, is that to do things that they can see. So over time, they realize that I'm able to uh, run the company on my own. So as a result, uh, they start to let go. Mm. So when they start to let go, then the, where things got to you know to a point where there's a very good equilibrium between mm. having an experienced head in your company, of course, with someone that is uh, always wanting to grow. So there's a pull and push factor for the company, which I think is beneficial. So it's about trust, I guess. Yes, of course. We yeah. talked a little bit about growth earlier. So more companies are expanding overseas, right? With the support of Enterprise Singapore in sure. 2022 last year. And about half of them doing so for the first time. So what about Kitchen House? Any expansion plans abroad? And what is your vision for the future of your business? Okay, uh, certainly. I think um, companies, I think we just... The, the Singapore domestic market is just so small, right? Mm. So to venture out is, is a very natural thing to do. So for us, is to find the right product because we don't just to go overseas for the sake of going overseas. Mm-hmm. So uh, catering as a whole, I think it's very hard to venture overseas. But if you see things like my pastry brand, our pastry brand, our fermented farming technology, potentially can reach overseas and deploy in different cities. So we have like, for example, few, last year we have um, some um, entrepreneur from Malaysia who mm-hmm. wanted to bring our farming technology to deploy in their rooftop. So mm-hmm. this is just the start. Then the other things that for the bakery brand, you also can create some products in the pipeline that we can potentially export overseas. That's something we're looking forward to. Okay. Yeah, I'm just wondering, what do you have for lunch every day, Patrick? Because you've run, <laughs> wow. you're running so many different brands. Yeah. We I'm were actually, hoping you bring some food for us. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a very simple person, even though I'm a foodie, right? Okay. But I, I try to eat in coffee shops, you mm. know, try to taste and learn from the hawkers and all this. So that's my daily routine. Okay, thank you very much, Patrick. So Patrick much, Chan, CEO of Kitchen House Group and Vice President of the Association of Catering Professionals. This is Mind Your Business. 
To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.